Good morning, this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the ILL, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be continuing in Chapter 9 of Dream Shards. Dream Shards, little pieces of your dreams that have shattered. What next? By Sister Shirley Buxton. What I do is I read her book, and as I'm reading it, I take notes in my journal. And then I read to you from my journal. And then I might add some ad-libs and stuff too. But that's what we're doing. So today we are continuing, as I said, in chapter 9. Uh, the smartest people are constantly revising their understanding, reconsidering a problem, rehashing in their minds the things that they thought they had already solved. People who are right a lot change their minds a lot as well you know I think that might be why the Lord says that each morning his mercies are new you know we get a fresh start every morning uh, one of the preachers that I listened to recently I'm trying to think which one it was because I, I love to listen to sermons and podcasts and things but he talked about each day is supposed to remind you of the death and resurrection of Jesus and at night the sun's going down mind you of his death but in the morning the sun comes up it's a new day resurrection so let's think about that let's think about that um, oh the person who just said what I just said about that people who are right a lot change their minds a lot as well that was Jeff Bezos the founder of Amazon one of the wealthiest men in the world said um, that you've got to think about things and, and reconsider. Um, if new opportunity presents itself, grasp that moment. Take the risk that lengthen your stride. You know, um, so those who fail to plan, plan to fail. You'll never know. You'll never be able to climb that mountain unless you take that first step. Learn to let go if it's time talking about some of the dreams that have shattered you know your past is past let some of that stuff go but if God gave you the dream you know if God gives you that dream if he puts in your heart and tells you through a dream um yeah puts that dream in your heart through a dream like he did Joseph you know Joseph had these dreams and he was telling his parents and stuff and his um and his brothers he was telling their dream, and they didn't fully understand what it was. He didn't fully understand what it was. But he knew that those was from God. And we've got to remember that the dreams that God puts in our heart, he gives us the desires of our heart means he puts in our hearts the things that we are to want, the longing within, the passion within. We always have to be kingdom-minded. The noble way to dream it again is one of unselfishness. Just like Jesus prayed, not my will, but thine be done. You cultivate not only your dream, but you contend for your family. Did you know that your dreams also are the, the base hold for other people in your family having their dreams? You know, if mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy. I just threw that in there. For your uh, friends, for the world, you think of your children. You know, um... That's one thing about Dolly Parton. I, I heard she came to my mind just now because we'd been talking about um, 
some people that have uh, had hardships, some people who moved here from different countries, and then they got that American dream. Well, she was born here in America, but it's very poor. In fact, she wrote that song about um, uh, uh, mama, the coat of many colors her mama made for her out of a bag of rags that somebody had given them. And they were poor. But when she started using her talent, her singing, and her music abilities, and became was able to create wealth, um, she helped out her family. I understand that Dolly would, um, a bunch of her family relations work there. She being able to help a lot of people in her family, plus uh, other people besides her family as well. Um, she has the um, Imagination Station, which is the books that children I think up to age five a lot of uh, children from the age that they're born till five they get like a free book a month I believe so she she used her wealth to help other people well um there's other people examples that she just came to my mind I'm sure Loretta Lynn and other people as well you know a lot of other people in, in different occupations not just music um um, the guy who started Pizza Hut, uh, we went past his house in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's huge. It's humongous house. Uh, but I'm, I know he helped a lot of people in his family as well. Uh, but see, but us, with our dreams, our dreams as kingdom-minded, it's, so, it's not so much about having finances or wealth on this earth. What we want to do is instill in our children and our grandchildren the things of God that they will have laid up for themselves treasures in heaven, that they will have their home, that they're going to be secure in their um, in the commandments that they keep, in the the um, statutes of the Lord, and uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost, and baptized in His name, and living a godly life, and spreading the gospel as well. Uh, that's another thing. My my uncle Carl Elder, Sister Edwin Elder's son. Um, he um, married my mom's sister. That's how he's. That's how he's related to me. But anyway, he was pastor. Then he had children. His daughters married preachers. His son became a preacher. Now uh, a lot of their children are growing up and marrying preachers or being preachers of their own. It's kind of like a seem like a family thing. It's like in the Bible, um, Aaron and Aaron his sons were priests and their sons were priests. Uh, it kind of passes down. Well, that's that's a lot of a uh, way to look at it as well. Uh, my grandmother, she made quilts and embroidery. Uh, my mom didn't. It skipped a generation there, but I like to make quilts and do embroidery. It's kind of like uh, it gets passed down through um, different things. Uh, but okay, let's say my grandpa, he liked to sing and play musical instruments. My mom likes to sing and play musical instruments. I like to sing and play musical instruments. So, you know, it, it, I pass it on to my children and my grandchildren. Gifts and talents. We think of our children, of future generations. Even if unknown people around the world can, um, see if I can read my word. Um, consequently, you are generous with your time, your money, and your, and your words. Uh, you're generous with what you have. I think that's one reason I like to do podcasts, and I think I like to do um, webcams and stuff and post my videos and stuff that I have me singing and stuff. It's not that I'm a great singer or a great musician, 
but I like to share. It might bless somebody around the world. It may bless one person. It may put something in their mind. It may give them inspiration to pick up an instrument again or get back to singing or make their own videos or, um, you know, seeds sharing with people. That's what we want to do. It's much more rewarding to be a a complimenter than to be a criticizer and compliment people when you get on people's posts or go watch their videos or stuff um give them all a like give them a like or or share their stuff or um if you have time make a comment say that was great you know give them encouragement or or i enjoyed that you know compliment people if you don't like it you don't have to say anything you really people don't need to know that you don't like their stuff um because, I mean, there's so many, a lot of people, that's what they, I think there's a lot of trolls out there that really, they just always just like to bash people. But criticism doesn't do things. We need to build one another up. People ain't trying to be perfect. People ain't trying to be out there and be impressive uh, in the fact that they don't want you to think that they're great and the best person out there. No, they want to know that they blessed your life. They want to know that they were a little, a little spark in your day, a little ray of sunshine. Be complimentary don't criticize i cannot document how buying into other people's dreams causes your own dream to flare but i believe it to be so when you help somebody else reach their dream it makes you happy you feel like it's like that random acts of kindness when you might get behind somebody at the uh well i guess in front of somebody i'm not sure how that works. i guess in front of somebody at the drive-thru and you pay for the person's meal behind you. They get up there to pay for theirs and it's already been paid for. I have, I've never done that. I have in restaurants, so we went uh, out with the, we went out with some people at church one time and when the meal was over, I went and I paid for somebody else's food and without them knowing. And when they went up to pay for it, it had already been paid. They didn't know that it was me uh, and it made me feel so good. It, it was an elderly person that I'd helped. Uh, it made me feel good, so, um, you know those little random acts of kindness um just just being that ray of sunshine in somebody's life philippians 2 and 3 do nothing for vain glory you're not doing it to bring glory to yourself bring glory to god bring glory to god always give him praise um it doesn't matter you know like say well i don't like the way i sound you got a voice praise god you got a voice that you can talk there's mute people there's deaf people that can't talk um, because they don't, uh, or they can't talk clear because they can't hear themselves. Or there's people that's mute, uh, had strokes, different things um, that they can't speak. Be thankful you've got a voice. You say, "Well, I can't play music that good," but you can play music. But you've got you've got hands. Play. Do what God puts in your heart to do. Just do it to the glory of God. Um, when I found broke my hand, it's been almost two years now, a year and a half. Um, you know, I, I can't play the piano as well as I could before because I don't have that strength yet in that hand, but I can still play. Do it as unto the Lord. Everything you do, do it not for your glory, but to bring him glory. Choose your battles wisely. We are born fighting. The world is a battlefield. So we fight. We fight for our dreams, our vision, our rights, our very lives. The successful dreamer will choose his or her battles carefully. Analyze each situation. 
the successful Christ-focused dreamer will decide against fighting. Do not fight biblical mandates, God's call on your life, petty skirmishes, family conflicts. Do not fight advice offered in love, constructive criticism. Don't fight those things, but instead fight to develop a godly nature in all areas of your life. Fight for your dreams and vision to be fulfilled in God's plan and time. Fight for your family, your church, your friends, salvation. Fight to be, uh, fight to have that submissive attitude. Don't be a know-it-all, my way or the highway. Fight to have a thankful heart, a heart of gratitude. Don't blame others for your shortcomings. Fight and resist that temptation. Be ambitious. Be ambitious about the things of God's the thing of God. Fight. To, um, today I was thinking about how uh, a lot of people are bickering back and forth about these conspiracies, about um, different things, you know, about the election, about um, the transition, about corruption, about cleaning the swamp and all those different things. There's all kinds of different things go back and forth, just back and forth. Uh, there's like people give you a little strain of hope and then somebody else snatches it away. Hope, snatch it away. But you know, you've got to not worry about that. You've got to focus on heaven. Do you want Jesus to come? Do you want the rapture to take place? Then that's what you've got to worry about. You've got to keep pointing people to the cross. You've got to keep being the light. You've got to keep your heart ready. Do not be troubled about the things in this world. Do not be troubled. Just take it to the Lord and pray that His will be done. Pray. Pray for the people that's in the leadership. Pray for the people people that you like and the people you don't like. Pray for them. Pray because God has His perfect time, His perfect will, His perfect plan. This world is not our home. This world is not our home. So if you keep that in mind, you keep on praying Keep on trusting God, knowing that He brought you to this time and to this place for such a time as this. Just like Esther, she was in that right position, that right place, that she could do what her uncle Mordecai asked her to do. He asked her to please plead with the um, king to save their nation, their family, their their um, bloodline, the Jews. And so... She did that. She said, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to see the king. And he let her come in. And when she talked, when she did it, it actually was a two-night thing. She had a banquet one night. And then she had a banquet the next night. And it was all turned around. The course of history was changed because of her obedience, her willingness, her being in the right place at the right time. Her uh, petitioning the king, and that's what we got to do. We got to have our hearts right, our minds right. Petition the king for his will to be done, that the good be done, that justice be done, that God save her people, her family, her friends, her um, not for the things of this world, but for heaven, that they be ready. If Jesus should come today, that her family be ready, that her neighbors be ready, that people that she talks to on the internet or he talks to on the internet, because men and women, that we all, all, ever we do, in word or in deed, that we do it all unto the glory of God. Not for vainglory, not for self-glory, not for 
our pride, not for selfish reasons, not for ulterior motives, all to the glory of God. Well, that's my dream for today. My dream for today is that God be praised. Well, you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.